0: So I realise fully that this is going to be a one sided conversation it is nonetheless a conversation and I cannot tell you what has triggered the conversation in the same way that most people can't always tell you what has triggered anything and some of the time we learn to live with that some of the time, it is so close to being utterly impossible to live with. And the thing is that the most vital part of any conversation has got to include active listening. Are we listening yet? Over nearly three decades, I have made it a principal part of my teaching To always listen first. And that's a ferociously difficult thing to explain to anybody. The same way that everything I'm now about to explain is also ferociously difficult to explain. The truth is that most of us don't want to know. Don't want to acknowledge. The fact that there are some things that are so profoundly difficult to accept and speak about. And it's easier to imagine these things don't really actually exist. If we don't talk about them, they can't really be there. So, (laughs) the things I want to talk about are... Well, it's just one thing, really. It's the act of taking your own life. Um is difficult to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it from a way that maybe will make some sense in terms of the listening part as opposed to the talking part. You see, the thing is, I think we've become really um, desensitised even to suicide. We have like headlines passing and cruising us by all the time and... We act like we do with most things on autopilot, still not listening. Yet. We've got a really long way to go on this conversation that we've stigmatised and silenced for so fucking long. And I know there has been so much move to try and overturn that stigmatisation, but it's still very, very much there. I mean, how many reasons do we need to listen? We care. And we all matter. They're the only two reasons that we need. And everyone deserves to know that they should be able to speak freely without being stigmatised, without being laughed at, without being popularised, even if it is a popularisation of the term. Various factors... And circumstances contribute to a decision for someone to take their life. And the thing is that prevention requires a comprehensive approach. Let me explain. So scientists, scientists in the broadest term, gather data from suicides across the world. It's been happening for years. And recently they found that the highest the highest data projection for suicide at 57% was in Northern America. And it won't surprise you to know that nearly half the total deaths as a method of suicide involved a gun. But that's beside the point. Most people think that they see suicide coming or that you have to be disturbed or too fucking selfish to do it. That's probably the most profound and biggest mistake that we ever make beyond not knowing how to listen on the contrary 54% of those deaths that I have just spoken about people that committed suicide between 2014 and 2016 had no known representation of mental health of depression, of anxiety of anything however Substance misuse, relationship problems, health concerns, financial issues, and the biggest killer right now is the current crisis that we find ourselves in. They are just some of the real life issues that have played roles. Suicide is still the second leading cause of death between those between the age of 15 and 29. That number's rising. While committing suicide isn't a result of being rich or poor, it certainly can be seen as a cultural phenomenon. The truth is that we're failing each other by not addressing all of the concerns that I've talked about, and that we're not being able to properly discuss suicide openly. You know, like kitchen table conversations surrounding the birds and the bees used to be like our really awkward conversation. Now it's about suicide. No one wants to have a conversation about that, but why not? The unfortunate common talk generally boils down to this. Just don't do it. Talk to your parents, talk to your loved one, talk to your best friends. My experience is that that is not an openly available resource for most people. It's the listening part of the equation that needs assistance, along with the freedom and the safety of sufferers to bring up the topic without feeling like they're being stigmatised in any category of the stigmatisation, or that they are walking on eggshells, or that they're about to be taken away and locked up if they talk about it. We've got to stop making suicide a taboo. We've got to be able to discuss the concerns that impact all of us openly. And in the media, they should be leaving and leaving out the copies of suicide notes. They should be removing the imagery of lethal means. It's like pure glamorization of suicide. But the biggest thing that we need to do is start to use appropriate and direct language without criminalising suicide. Picture someone that you know who suffers from anxiety. Therapists advise us to say to that person with anxiety versus the defining person of the condition. Similarly, we shouldn't say, oh, Bob committed suicide. We should say, Bob died by suicide. And avoid using words like successful and unsuccessful suicide attempts mean what the fuck. Remember that honesty is always going to be the best policy on both sides of the kitchen conversation. It is with most people who do commit suicide that they have suffered from some kind of mind slash mood disorder. Most of that is treatable. It's still no reason to place blame on someone who died by suicide. The thing is, we don't think that heart attacks are selfish, do we? Know that talking about suicide does not put the notion into someone's head of going through with it. That's just bullshit. And don't be afraid to ask and discuss. When someone says they're going to commit suicide, go with them to A&E straight away. Remove every single access to lethal means. There's a clear difference between talking about what suicide means for someone versus saying, I'm going to do it. You're not responsible for whether someone completes or does not complete suicide, but it is important to take their concern seriously. The suicide epidemic falls in part on the act of not being able to listen, since most of us shy away from suicide as a stigma or a taboo. Real-life concerns they plague all of us, and most of us are taught to shut up or to suffer it through or to get that out of your mind, or to stop being so selfish, or to pull yourself together. Most of us would love to be able to pull ourselves together, but we don't have to suffer those things. Feeling connected is probably the best thing for anyone that is suffering. You know, the idea or the feeling of wanting to take your own life, it does not feel or look the same for everyone. And that's okay. Are you ready to listen?